This is Weon, and you're listening to Gravitas Podcast, making sense of the news. It's a Sam today. It could be Arizona tomorrow. That's the thing about climate change. It affects every single part of the world. You could say the same about the current economic crisis. Every single country is affected, but some more than others. Tonight, we are focusing on Singapore. Food is more than just sustenance in that part of the world. Street food, fine dining, traditional cuisine, everything sells in Singapore. But here's an interesting fact. That same Singapore is facing an acute food crisis. Let me tell you why. Singapore is a tiny island in the Pacific. There is no space to grow food grains or livestock. The result, almost 90% of its food is imported, and that too from more than 170 countries. Imagine that, 170 different supply chains. The war in Ukraine has affected most of them. So like elsewhere, inflation is rising in Singapore too. Food prices were up 4.1% in April. The overall inflation is between 45 to 5.5%. Now I know what you're thinking. That's it, 4.1% is nothing compared to the rates in America or Canada or Turkey. And numerically, you're right. But let me add some context here. In Singapore, inflation always hovers around 2%. That is the historical average, 2%. So compared to that, 4.1% is a lot. Which is why the government has announced a relief package. How much money are we talking about? Nearly 1.1 billion US dollars. That's how much Singapore will spend on inflation relief. Now, most of the package is directed at low-income families. This includes direct payments, rebate on utilities, funding for small businesses, and subsidies for key industries. Singapore is among the few countries to announce such a package. Most of them have passed the buck to central banks. Central banks are betting on interest hikes to solve the inflation problem. Why is that? Because such relief packages have a downside. They could end up adding to the inflation. Let me explain how that happens. Inflation happens when there is too much money in the economy, when cash supply is too high. That was the case during the pandemic years. Every country was announcing stimulus packages. The G7 alone spent $8 trillion. India spent around $300 million. All of this money added to the cash supply. And this is the end result, higher inflation. In this situation, if you announce more stimulus, you could add to the problem. Basically, you're putting more money in the economy. So why is Singapore doing it? Because their coffers are overflowing. You see, most countries dig into their reserves to fund relief packages. Singapore is not doing that. They are using their excess revenue from last year. So the reserves remain unchanged. The money supply remains unchanged. But people have more money in their pocket. Singapore can do that because they had an excellent 2021. Higher revenue, lesser spending. But not every country can afford that. If you do not have excess revenue, you will have to dip into your reserves. And if you dip into your reserves, inflation will rise. That is the dilemma for governments. Does that mean our leaders are helpless? Well, not quite. In the United States, Joe Biden is grappling with an interesting proposal. A tax holiday for big oil. Right now, gasoline is taxed at 18.3% per gallon. Pause that and the prices will fall. The logic is pretty simple. Taxes add to the overall price of any commodity. If you cut that tax, the price will fall. Could this solve overall inflation worldwide? Well, it will certainly help. But tax cuts alone will not be enough. Take India's example. In the month of May, India cut fuel taxes to pre-pandemic levels. 
Did inflation come down? Quite the opposite. India's wholesale inflation touched a two-decade high. So tax cuts may help, but not alone. They must be coupled with other tools like interest hikes, subsidies, wage controls. And don't forget the most important rule. Do not overdo it. Because if you do, you will choke economic growth. Right now, things are heading in that direction. A recession is, is looking more and more likely now. Goldman Sachs has released a new forecast for the U.S. economy. And this is what it says. A 30% chance of recession in 2023. Their forecast was 15%. But after the Federal Reserve's record intervention, the outlook has gotten worse. So governments have got their work cut out for them. On the one hand, rising inflation. If you don't give people relief, there will be a backlash. And backlash is always bad politics. On the other hand, the risk of a recession. Navigating this crisis requires deft policies. It requires governments to listen to the experts. Because good politics is almost always bad economics.